It's meant to look like a Countach, but it's a Fiero. <laughs> Like yeah, it's got, it's got either the fourth, the Tech Four in it, or it's got a V6. Even worse than that, you get like some of these early GT40 kit cars, and they got a Volkswagen engine in there. <laughs> yeah, so you're taking this like Le Mans winning iconic masterpiece of a car and putting 68 horsepower in the back of it. Yeah, so, so it's they not didn't doing care anything about to yeah, performance, <laughs> just a look. Yeah, <laughs> nobody wants it's to be a, that that's guy. Almost an insult. Yeah. Ready. Okay, sweet. Tim's bringing fire this week. <laughs> I don't know how. Well, I'm excited to find out. He's gonna, he's gonna fucking light something up. Oh he's, he's got a Molotov in the background. He's ready to toss. Oof, I am excited, and I have done some research for this topic too. So it's oh. gonna be fun. Okay. Well, thank goodness one of us did. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, welcome to another episode of Modify with Trick Factory Customs. If this is your first time watching, we are a custom shop based here in Coquitlam Autom I was automotive, automotive Colombia. <laughs> <laughs> automotive Colombia is not yeah, a thing. Yeah. We're a shop based here in Coquitlam, British Columbia. Uh, Canada and uh, my name is Tim. No, what is happening today? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> My name is not Tim. My name is Elvis. I'm Tim. Uh, and I'm D'Artagnan. Oh, that's a good not one. Bad, not bad. Hey. That's a good What's one. So, wow, where did you get that name from? Yeah. Huh? It's one of the three musketeers, man. Oh, D'Artagnan. I also remembered him from Stranger Things. I'm guys. Rob. Just, just, <laughs> just in case. D'Artagnan was. D'Artagnan, I'm not that cool. What's that? The, the th Have you guys seen Stranger Things? No. Yes. Okay. Ah, oh. oh, there was the the thing from the upside down, the creature, D'Artagnan. That was what no, the kid named, named him. That's what the kid named him. Are you sure? No. Yes, Dust no. Dustin. No, we're googling. No, right we're doing. <laughs> it was not D'Artagnan. It was D'Artagnan. No. It was Dart for no. sure. It was from some okay. role playing game. There. No, it's Dar no, not the bad wow. guy. His dog, his pet, or whatever, was called Dart. By the way, this is an automotive name? podcast. So if anybody's <laughs> curious, this kind of stuff happens all day, every day. <laughs> it's D'Artagnan. The other thing was You're the... Right, it is D'Artagnan. Ah, thank you. To thank you. Dart. Exactly. Was a creature originating from the upside down. Exactly. The other, I know we were talking about the other thing. The, the other thing. What was the name of the other thing? Not the Mind Flayer. The... Uh, yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, perfect. Yeah, We're drifting one. a little bit. <laughs> yeah, we drifted a lot we of bit. We be talking about cars. Good thing we got Google sorted yes. out right away. <laughs> Back in the day, we used to just fist fight. Yeah. True, I know. And then anyone that wins, you know, that's <laughs> what it that <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh. And uh, on today's episode, it's going to be interesting uh, because we are talking about it's sort of a controversial-ish topic with some groups of people, but we're talking about kit cars. Um, but we're also talking about replicas. There's a bunch of stuff. If you don't know what a kit car is, uh, tributes. It, yes, tribute. We're going to be discussing everything about cars that are not cars or cars that are not what they seem. So mm -hmm. if you don't know about kit cars, there have been that term is tossed around loosely. Um, it started back in what I'll say it started a long time ago, but I feel like it became popular with cars like the, the Lamborghini Countach, which we have right here. If you're watching us on video, GT40, yeah, for GT40, there's quite a few other cars. So pretty much in essence, a kit car from back in the day was when someone but I think it started with kit cars was more like 
the Manx and those little oh Myers Manx yeah those like the Beetle cars like all based on the Beetle as a kit yes and you built it off of a Beetle yes but I think that's where the terminology of kit car came from yes mm-hmm. and then it transitioned into like replicas yes. And so I, yeah, so replicas, I think, yeah, there are kit car, or replicas are essentially kit cars, but a part of kit cars, I think. Yeah, um, I think that the, it's got pretty vast. It covers a lot of things now. Yes. But I think it originated with those type of beach buggy. Yes. Like you bought a kit and you built the car. Yeah. So there's like a lot of replicas, lot like of, the, you can put anything in them. They're yeah. not really... They're more like a rebody almost. Oh, we're also going to be talking about that. So rebodies, tribute cars, clones, recreations, everything. It's this is going to be a very comprehensive episode. Ooh. So buckle up and let's get started. <laughs> <laughs> Back to work. <laughs> so, but before we dive into that, let us just chat about the week. Uh, what's been going on the, all week? Ooh. Basically, recovery from our event. And oh, yes. now we got into the new space, so we've just been pounding stuff out all week, getting caught up. So it's been pretty good because a lot of things that have been lingering are getting out the door and we're getting things finished up and we're getting some of our space back. So, yeah, it's been a pretty good week. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't know, we got a new shop or we extended the shop to include a third shop. We now. have we have three a, shops now. Yeah. A dedicated paint body shop. Paint and body yeah. shop now. Yeah. It, yeah, because we used to have paint and body in-house with the fab shop and, you know, all in that one facility. And, uh, yeah, it was very dirty. Everybody was kind of like tripping over each other a little bit. Now we have a very dedicated paint and body area. It's super, super nice. Keeps that all contained. Yeah. Um, very efficient. So that that's, I mean, what's, we're, we're working towards that level of efficiency, what we're trying in the OG shop. But now, now we leveled up. So, yeah. That's pretty cool. And that opens up a lot more floor space in our, well, we call it our second shop. Um, our main workshop is going to be wide open now. So now we got our heads together. We're trying to figure out where we're going to go next. You know, we're talking a lot more, potentially a lot more CNC machines and things of that nature. A lot more mechanics kind of stuff as well. I don't know. We're, yeah. We just got we a 3D scanner. Yeah. We just got a an Einstar from a Shining 3D. We just got a 3D scanner in, and so Alex has been, yeah, our 3D guy it. has been playing with it, and he just scanned your Porsche yesterday. Uh, yeah, the, the Porsche slant nose wide body that we built. Yeah, so we did a, we did a one-off uh, wing. It or was his from Porsche, a, it, was, it was from a <laughs> 993 turbo wing that was retrofitted and modified in in a way to fit the 996 wide body cabriolet so it's it's entirely different its own unique thing and uh, it has intake scoops in it that needed some sort of you know some sort of grill like a finished bezel and all that well because it was all handmade it was like a little bit uniquely shaped from one side to another they both look identical but they're dimensionally slightly different so we reached out to Shining 3D. They hooked us up with an Einstar, and we've had our hands on it. And yeah, so far so good. It's a great tool. I mean, before we owned this thing in house, we would have to farm that kind of work out. We would get people to come in, scan everything, and do all that. And that's just the way it was for us for Which a little we'd while. We probably still have to do for bigger stuff. Yeah, more I th- important things because this one has its limitations, but it's been working really good for. Yeah small interior pieces yeah. and bezels mm-hmm. and 
just the mentioning things so it's it's been pretty handy. Yeah. It's been a learning curve, obviously, but I haven't got to play much with it. But Alex, our engineer, is he seems to be liking it. So yeah, yeah. I mean, and so my same for me. Like I played around with it for just a couple of little times, and and I'm not really a tech kind of person. I'm not that familiar with it. I'm not comfortable. It's not my space, and it was easy enough for me to use. So that's pretty cool. So any one of us could grab it and you know just follow the instructions on screen and use it. That's pretty cool. But like you said, yeah, we will still use outside sources on occasion if we're like scanning something really, really important, like really, really high tolerance stuff. Because this this scanner is really good, but it's it. Yeah, What's the like accuracy? Said, like it has two, a millimeter? Point two of a millimeter yeah, is yeah. kind of like a measured. So, I mean, accuracy. that's way beyond what you need for your average interior parts. But I mean, once you start getting into like high tolerance stuff, like engine pieces, suspension pieces, you kind of want it to be perfect. Yeah. yeah. And so it fits our needs. It's, it's, and I mean, it's, for it's the price nice point, it's a pretty cool tool to have. Yeah. Because so, even in the time uh, that we've had it, our little print farm has just been <laughs> the like running robots that haven't stopped working. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. it's been really good. So, yeah, it fit, it fit that need exactly for us. So, you know, Alex has got that, that little, a little farm just, just churning. So it's yeah. pretty sick. So that's kind of what we've been working on lately. And it's, it's good sort of just getting rid of, you know, all the stuff we've been hoping to get done. Sweet. And moving forward. Yes. Awesome. So yeah, that's what we've been doing. Noise. And I've been working on, I mean, apart from video stuff and uh, all the editing and all of that, my Jag engine, my oh, LS. Oh, yes. Yes. So that's going really well. It is, some parts are almost ready for paint. Um, so I just blasted, uh, sandblasted some components, the coil brackets and some other components this week. And so hopefully <coughs> I should be getting the paint actually next week yeah and hopefully i'll try to rattle can spray bomb that thing you had to put a bunch of work into prepping that engine and trans yes for Plus, this you don't get to decide when it's ready for paint no <laughs> that's gonna go before the board yeah <laughs> true <laughs> true i feel like i have been covered in rust dust for the past yeah week i've just been taking because i parked the the car with the engine in the field and now that I've learned, that's not very good for that's cars. The worst possible scenario. So, moisture got everywhere and rusted off the iron block a little bit. Yeah. And then I also made another mistake. So if you don't know, it's an L LQ, I don't know, LM7. LM7. So it's a 5.3 LS technically uh, motor. Um, and uh, so it's iron block. And I did not know this um, until you guys told me, but you're not supposed to technically put just raw water in the coolant spaces and where coolant goes in the pretty much block. And so uh, there was a, so quite a bit of rust that had built up from it just sitting down in the block. And so I'm going to have to do a lot of flushing. Like It's a mess right now. There's just rusty water. So, uh, yeah, it's not... Hopefully, I didn't destroy anything in time. No, you're but, fine. You're fine, you're fine okay. Elvis. I mean, <laughs> when you say, like, you can put just straight water in there if you want to, right? And if you go on a racetrack, a lot of times that's... All you're allowed to mm, do, like okay. you're not. They don't want you to have coolant. Oh, in that. interesting. Just straight water, right? Just in case it blows leaks up on the out. Track. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. Um, the only issue that you had was that it just sat for a it while. Sat, yeah. But so well, you are lucky. 
and probably aren't aware is that if that thing froze over the winter, it would split that block wide open. Oh, it, right. It probably did, though. No. No. Well, you're lucky that it didn't get cold enough to no. do that. No. It's where froze, where though, we no? live here, it doesn't get cold enough. For long enough for that. For long enough. Oh, really? For that to be a thing. Okay, that's no. Fine. So you're fine. You could. I feel like it already happened because it got really cold and everything froze. You probably didn't yeah. have enough water in it to like if it was full and it was sitting and you let it get and it stayed freezing for three, four, five days. Oh gosh, there's a good chance you crack your block. You're oh you're fine. my no, gosh, you're fine. oh, so I'm probably gonna look for a hole in the block at no, some point. No. It'd be very I'll, obvious. If I'll, you I'll, add one, you would know. Yeah, you would know because there would be a giant fucking rusty Slash. leak okay. down the <laughs> okay. side of your engine. Okay, so because you don't have that, you're fine. Okay, I'm scared a little bit, no, but yeah, okay. no, you're fine. No, it's fine. Awesome. It'd be, it would be pretty obvious. Okay, that's good. <laughs> but like all the effort that you put into prepping that engine, that trans, and everything, all your accessories, just imagine how much nicer that's going to look. Now. I know because I did it once. I didn't really prep it much, and it's all falling apart now. So I think we're probably three, maybe four sessions since you originally thought you were done. <laughs> And then yes. either me or Rob come over and be like, no, 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 no. you need to keep no. going. What are you going to do about this? You can't leave uh, it like that. Oh, gosh. Yes. I yeah. have uh, learned a lot of lessons in these past few weeks. Well, so. Yeah. But the finished product is going to be worth it. Oh, yeah. yeah that's what I keep yeah. telling him. I'm like, it's going to be fine. It's going to be glorious. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. So, and I think yeah. I'm getting to that point now of like, when I see something, I'm like, oh, this is going to do so much better if I just put all the time and effort into it now yeah. and not worry about it later. I mean, what's more important than being able to go home at the end of your day, whatever you've done, and be like, I'm proud of what I did today because I fucking checked the box and I'm moving the needle Plus, forward. So much of, like, you saw the 55. 55 is a perfect example. You pop the hood, that thing looks like a show car. Yeah. That's essentially a stock LT1. But we put all the time it and effort so into good. refinishing it and making it look the way that it does. But when you open it, it looks full custom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's nothing really custom about it. It's just time and effort had been put in. Hmm. See, we did so. talk about this in a podcast before, though, right? About, like, effort and customs. Like, if you put effort into refinishing, a lot of the times you don't need to buy expensive parts if you just put the effort into the refinishing. True. Because that LT1 and that 55 Bel Air is one of those kind of examples where it's like, dang, that looks fucking mint. Yeah. You know, and it's really not that expensive of a of a setup in that car, but it looks expensive because of that effort, right? Yeah. So that's what we're trying to push you to do and sort of like instill that within yourself. If you put that effort forward now, the end result is gonna be worth it. Yes, I agree. So, so far. which brings us to K cars and yes. why they're such <laughs> absolute trash. Oh uh, no, no. <laughs> Yo. Wow. nobody puts the effort he in. He just started. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It depends on the trash you're talking about. I don't think all kit cars are trash. No. Because I'd say traditionally they're trash. Yes. But I would say now, because I actually follow a bunch of replica pages, Me and too. the level that in which people are doing stuff to now is like mind-blowing. Yeah. Like absolutely mind-blowing. Good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> some stuff is like people are putting, I would say some of the stuff they're producing now is better than the original. Really? I think that's pretty oh, safe to shoot. say. shoot. Okay. I like think that's I've pretty saw safe some to say. pretty incredible replicas. Yeah. Like, it, just insane. Like, insane. Yeah. Some Which of that is inspiring to me because, you know, there's a lot of different 
body styles that are amazing aesthetically, but they were shitty cars. <laughs> like what? <laughs> like a Countach. Oh, oh yeah. He said it. If, if, you, if you think about what any of the like Countaches, old fries, any of the like the classics, like the handmade classics, they were skin deep. They like they looked really cool from afar. And they really were. They were pieces of artwork. I'm not trying to say they weren't, but everything underneath it was very like kind of kind of left a yeah, lot like, to be desired. Like, like visually, they looked like shit. They worked, but they looked like shit. Yeah, and they kit were, cars they nowadays were built for a purpose. So like the Testarossa, if I didn't like if I didn't know better, and I took it apart now. I would think that was a kick car. So true. <laughs> no, that's true, right? And and that's the thing. So true. It's just box tubing and welding and this and that. But that and not that nice. car in that era was more about its drivetrain, and that was like one of that his mandates. Yeah, like, yeah. Because aerodynamics is for people that don't can't build engines. Yeah. yeah. So it's like you look at the the foundation of the car, like the motor, trans suspension, brakes. Incredible for its time. Yeah. But everything that held it together, like. <laughs> You pull interior panels out and it's like Giuseppe signed the back of it and it's made out of shitty fiberglass with a little aluminum tab and like it's bad. Like it looks like bad interior work that we fix now, but that was Ferrari in its time. Yeah, yeah. it's interesting you mentioned that because I think you were you were talking about this when we were looking at Tessarosa, but like they built the cars to go racing. Like yeah. they only built them because they had to go racing until. Yeah, so the cars, the street cars were not that nice. No. Like in this era, now they're amazing. But yeah. In that era, like even right up to the Giardo is not very impressive once you pull the panels off. Like there's just enough structure there to make it Stay work. together. <laughs> yeah, That's it. So, yeah. Look, there's there's a lot of cars like that. That's the so first time crazy. I saw an early Viper, it looked like someone was building a utility trailer. <laughs> and they just put a giant motor in it. It's like big box sections. Oh That's no! Most rudimentary chassis you ever seen. Yeah. By today's so, standards, it's like shit. You whip that up in a weekend. Yeah. So. Yeah. So you get like these replica cars, these kit cars, these things nowadays, and you're like especially from like the classic sort of design era if you just bought one of those put it on some sort of like modern chassis with like today's mentality of building man you could create something 10 times more significant looking and like finish wise than it ever was in its og state mm -hmm. like hands down without question you could do it yeah and it would be totally worth doing yeah and there's like some because so there's different types of like we mentioned it's not just people i feel like confuse the names a lot too like these days because there's different types of these different cars so like we talked about kit cars so back in the day there was uh, like stuff of like ooh the Mur not murcielago whatever uh, Countach, um different ferraris and all that but i feel like now kit cars have become like at least the name to me is synonymous with if you want a car that is, I don't know, it's built for a purpose, one purpose only, like to probably go faster and you want it cheap too. Um, and sometimes it's based on something. Sometimes it can be a replica. I would say that's the biggest disconnect and the thing that is the most offensive to me about kit cars. What? Is their lack of performance. 90% of them are built to an aesthetic. It's meant to look like a Countach, but it's a Fiero. <laughs> it's 
it's, yeah. got, it's got either the fourth, the tech four in it, or it's got a V6. But what about companies like uh, Superformance or that See, do that's stuff the like whole the F40? Level. And then now with those cars, you're approaching like the value of the actual car. Yeah. <laughs> like, this, like they make an amazing product. I've seen it in person and it's like, but those are not cheap. No. Those are like 250, 300 grand cars. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but those cars are probably better than the original. Oh, by I, far. I think for sure that's far. It's, it's super I mean, you safe get the aesthetic, that. but you get modern performance. They yes. put modern brakes in it. They put modern suspension in it, fuel injection, all these things that make that an enjoyable car. Mm-hmm. which makes sense to me because that's what you want. Yeah. You want everything that that car represents to you. Yeah. Whereas some of these Countach kit cars are even worse than that. You get like some of these early GT40 kit cars and they got a Volkswagen engine in there. <laughs> yeah. So you're taking this like Le Mans winning iconic masterpiece of a car and putting 68 horsepower in the back of it. Yeah. So, so it's they not didn't doing care anything about it's supposed to do. Yeah. Performance. <laughs> Just a look. Yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants it's to be a, that that's guy. That's almost an insult yeah. to what its its history is. Yeah, it's the same as the Countach. Like, you want to hear and feel that thing come by, and then it goes by with a clapped out V six, <laughs> and that's not cool. No, that's not cool at all. Man. No, that's insulting. Yeah, <laughs> but like some of these kit cars are not as expensive as like Superformance is one that I feel like it's like it's like on the high end. I yeah. wouldn't even call those kit cars really those are kind of like like like, like tribute cars yeah oh that's a good that's a that good that would be like on par words. with my evo yeah like i would if i had to classify my evo would be like a tribute car no but i think with tribute cars the difference between that and like kit cars is you don't start out with nothing like with tribute cars you start out with something like for example your mercedes right. you started out with a 190e but i don't think like some performance and all that they start with the gt40 i think they build the body from scratch yeah yeah or like even factory five or all yeah. those other cars they build the body from scratch so i feel like if it's a tribute car same thing with our rsr car too it's a tribute car we're building a mm-hmm. porsche rsr out of a 911 sc um and so with that car what what is it a tribute towards like the rsr was it like stuff that went racing or yeah that was like a race car okay so that's a perfect classification for that car is because it's actually newer than when that car was ever produced so it's a tribute to a very specific time in racing okay but we're using a late model like a later model chassis so it's got a better engine a bunch of different i wouldn't necessarily say better but a more streetable engine and we're trying to achieve that aesthetic yeah with all the modern sort of stuff. And then you can spin off to that. And then if you were to make a clone, like some cars can be cloned. I was gonna talk about some that Some cars too. can't be cloned. <laughs> so like, what is a clone? I would say pretty much any of like, say the SS cars, like any of the GMSS cars. Oh, like Chevelle? Some of the Chevelle? Shelby cars, some stuff like that. Whereas like Porsches, you can't necessarily clone a lot of them. So they're more tributes. So like the Evo 2. The Evo 2 has a, a very vastly different chassis like than a 190. So really? you're building a tribute, you can't build a clone. Whereas if like we're getting a little bit technical, <laughs> but like if you go and buy yourself say a 70 Chevelle, yep. you, there's no built-in body modifications that make it specifically an SS. Yep. So you can literally go buy every part and piece and just swap them and in and put it in there and then it becomes a clone. So other than the VIN number and like the build tag, it's an there's SS. no way to differentiate it. It performs and it is aesthetically exact same as the SS. 
Whereas you get into like some of these RSR lightweights where they've tried to clone them because the values are like in the millions of dollars. They had thinner body panels, they had lighter glass, they were seam welded, they were reinforced in different areas. So when you do that, you're essentially building <laughs> a tribute car <laughs> yeah. rather than yeah. a clone. Mm -hmm. But I mean, technically that is kind of cloning it, but it's just a heck of a lot more difficult to do. Yeah, like to the point that people, like the values of them, like now they're doing like metallurgical testing, like carbon dating them. Yeah. Wow. Because so be, to be able to tell? To be able to tell because That's people crazy. were taking it to that level. Cause like say a normal car is 200 grand. Yep. An RSR lightweight, from that era is like a million bucks. Woo. So that's, you know, there's some value in create. And when Porsche did it, they just grabbed one off the line and sent it. Oh, yeah. Like the documentation was no. so poor that there's literally more RSR lightweights so in reality than were ever produced. <laughs> yeah. And there's no that way is, to differentiate. Oh, like, why did you, Porsche do that? No. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas like you get like, Chevelle SS's, they know exactly how many produced, where they're produced. Yeah. So the documentation, especially to those guys, it's crazy. Like SS's and Corvettes, like those guys are completely <laughs> different. Like, but Porsche, just like you wanted a right race car, they just grab one off the line, turn in a race car for you. Here you go. That's crazy. That, yeah. The documentation was very poor in that era. Yeah, that's kind of what makes Porsche so fucking amazing. Yeah. So, it's because yeah. uh, that was their whole their whole mo and business and yeah. manufacturing was pull it off the line go race, win, fucking go home, you know, with, on with, one a, day, with on a front one full of groceries, yeah, you know? The fact that they could just take one and turn it yeah. into a race That's car, pretty right? cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty wild. So, yeah, so, clone anyways, cars. got a little off topic. Yeah, no, I feel that, like, no, it's still that's, on topic. That's the way I would classify these things as far as, like, tribute, yep. straight up clone, and then kick cars, and then, like, again, like, super performance, I think, would be more like a tribute. Hmm because they're yeah i feel like to performance should be considered maybe like a kit i think it's a kit car it's not really a kit car because you can't buy it and build it yourself oh but they sell so it to you. it's like a manufactured car like you order it spec, mm. spec it and then they build it for you mm. so i don't think you can buy a kit from super performance i could be wrong but i mean when we saw them at barrett and all these places like you specced it and they built it for you yeah yeah whereas mm -hmm. a kit car is like boxes are showing up to your house and yeah like like factory five More factory five yeah like you know like factory five kind of like they're setting the bar kind of in that way yeah you know from my from what my understanding is like yeah you literally fucking buy every part and it comes in like boxes kits and you yeah, put it all like, together. I love like, it's that. Like adult, like, it's like adult fucking Legos. scale modeling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one to one. <laughs> yeah, like I love that. I feel like it has always been my dream to build a kit car from scratch. Yeah, like, same. Because like the Factory 5 kits are actually not too bad too. Like at least the basic kits, like they're like 20 grand. Well, I think they take a lot of the work out of it so that your foundation, like I think they've created the foundation pretty solidly yeah so you're gonna have a decently safe well driving car when you're done but then leaving all the finishing up to you that's where you see the vast difference yeah <laughs> yeah you know I, mean? I think so that's... you're not fabricating control arms you're not doing any of that stuff so even if your body work and interior and your style sucks you will still have a good car you'll have a decent car yeah like you'll have a mechanically mechanically mm -hmm. you should have a decent car yeah, yeah. Yeah, visually you're catching the vibes, right? Like it's you're gonna have something that's significantly better to drive than pretty much anything that those cars were modeled from. Yeah. Yeah. yeah because sometimes too, 
you can like have, have you guys seen any of these factory five cars for sale i'm curious as to if there are like if there's such a big difference because you mentioned of like the finishing aspect of it that's what differentiates i guess a lot of them yeah and so i'm curious if that translates to if someone is for example is selling one or getting tired of one oh i want to sell it yeah. if that translates to the price of these cars 100 percent or, right? or not well because you have so many different options for drivetrain too yeah so oh that's you can true. have a coyote you can have all these different things you have different brake options so your level like i think you start i think the base kit is 18 grand yeah but i mean you can option it right out and then things 45 grand yeah so i mean that you got to watch as to what's going on yeah Yeah. but those ones is pretty good they got a lot of templates and it's pretty hard to screw it up have you guys seen a factory five kit in person yeah Yeah. many okay i would say the single i'd say the most difficult one that i've seen done the poorest is that gtm or whatever yeah what would they call that one is like oh it kind of looks like a ford gt is it that one or no or the one that looks like its own car like a separate the the one before they made their own car oh so the gt something based on it looks like a ford gt but not really if you look from like two thousand miles away but yeah yeah when yeah tim and i we we got uh, asked to go and look at one for a potential client and when you know he was like yo my dad and i we built this car and they assembled all the pieces from the kit as you as you might imagine but we went there because they were like yo i don't know how to make this thing you know finish Mm. and be streetable you know from this point and so when we went it has like these really crazy sort of like you know i don't know what you anyway let's just say where we live we get a lot of like rain things like that are like a big part of like our real our reality here and like you know weather stripping and and seals and everything here really really important and that was one of the big failings that that we remember yeah. seeing and that was like okay well there's no wow, there's consideration for it oh yeah no real consideration in california arizona you don't you're fine your windows down yeah you're cool, right but. so like they had they, they built in these things like you know and and there was yeah, like they would expect you to put like a like a just a chunk of foam or something in there, and that's fine if you're like Arizona, you know, Southern California, anything like that, where rain is like few and far between. But like here, it's not a, it's it's not part of our reality. And it was like, okay, well, I can see why the entry level point of buying this kit car was so you know reasonable. Yeah. Because of all those other little things that mm-hmm. you know needed to be done after the fact, and we're like, and so we put some time into it. And we thought about it and like, okay, well, it's going to be about this much, we think, I to think make this thing a proper functioning car and something that you could drive, you know, year round if you chose to. And unfortunately, the number was way too high. So we never got our hands so on I it. I would think like this is a perfect little thing is this is the what he's discussing is like the single biggest failing point of every kit car I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. Because that's the hard stuff. Yeah, that's like doing the big moves and putting body panels on and slapping a motor in and putting big wheels on. You're pumped, and then it's like the little all stuff. the tedious stuff. Yep. Like that particular car, we needed to create window tracks. Like some, it didn't have window tracks. No, no. Like because it's got the little slidey windows. <laughs> oh, you can't have that here. Oh. So like a bunch of different stuff, like weather stripping, so you can get wind noise down, and you're not sweating your bag off in some <laughs> little hot box of a car. Yeah. And then you got, you know, window mechanisms and all this different type of stuff to make this 
a functioning automobile car yeah but nobody wants to pay for that yeah i think in that particular thing we're like okay we're probably like you know 40 50 hours into making proper window tracks with a mechanism so you can roll your windows up and down that's five grand (laughs) five grand for something that doesn't seem it's not yeah it's like, it's like not, you're not big shiny wheels no you're not no right. no no yeah it's, a, it's not something tangible yeah that you can like tangible oh, well, that's the word yeah so like you look at coontashes and all those type of things and it's like once they start getting to those either they get excited and like Fucking, i don't care let's just rip and they don't care if it's things like <laughs> <laughs> vibrating all yeah. the panels are just air water flicking <laughs> in your face like all that no windshield wipers oh, like yeah. they make the interior out of mdf and wrap it in there mm-hmm. so the thing looks like a shit box inside yeah. mm-hmm. like that's where the failings come in but everybody likes doing the big moves it's all that little stuff that makes it an actual proper functioning car that always gets overlooked always and that's always. why you almost never ever see them driving, driving on the street yeah, yeah. they're and always 90% of them, like i think you just invited me to some kit car page because like my dream i did yeah i think so oh okay because <laughs> you're showing me some coontash that's for sale oh and yes 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 yes. every one of them i can tell you i've probably been on that page for two months now mm-hmm. and it's like 90 percent of them are 90 percent finished yeah <laughs> like they're never all the way yeah 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 like they don't either don't have interiors or they don't have wiring they don't have any of these things because they never made it part of their plan mm. slap the body on slap the engine put the wheels and for some reason, I do not know how, they always end up painted. Yeah. They have no interior, no Fucking wiring, no plumbing, mind. but somehow the car got painted. You just get excited, man. Yeah, Come man. Yeah, that's you crazy. Look, you want to see it in one color. I would have like, done this oh. thing as a fully functioning, properly driving car. Before you. And then we're done. Okay, cool. We don't got to climb in and out of it, drill any new holes. We don't got to add stuff. Now we paint it. Yeah. Mm. But somehow these things are painted red right away. And then they're just yeah yeah so true that is such a common mistake that you see so often yeah man and then what do you guys think about people that build uh, kit cars so we're moving away from like the manufacturer stuff so like from uh we're moving away from like some performance and all of that stuff but classing their car for example like a Countach, they build it as a kit car but classify it as a real Countach. put Countach badges on it, 5000S, like all of that. And like whenever you chat with them, like, yeah, this is a real Countach. What do you guys think about that? I don't think I've ever encountered that guy. Oh, dude. (laughs) I don't think I have. Like we used to, it's funny because where our old shop used to be, there was a guy building uh, Diablo spiders. Oh, wow. And you'd see that thing roll out. He did a really nice job of them. Mm -hmm. And it was like factory glass, wheels, like really, really high end. And it was like it would pull out and you'd look across the parking lot and you're like, damn, that thing is sick. And then it would drive away and you're just like. The engine sound. It's like V6 Fiero just. And you're like, man. Yeah. That is such a fucking letdown. Why? Like, I don't understand why they use Fiero engines or why do they use Fiero in general? Like mid engine, -engine, small chassis. Chassis is easy. Super cheap. Super, super cheap. Mm. Yeah. And. we all know Fiero wasn't fucking good for anything else. Yeah, so it was a really cheap answer. <laughs> yeah. Like the cockpit dimensions were relatively mm. close. Very similar in actual design. Like if you look at a Countach to Fiero, the cockpit layout is almost like a mildly <laughs> modified version of Countach in here. Yeah, and if anybody doesn't believe that, check them out on your own. Do a yeah. side-to-side comparison. You'll see yeah. it. Yeah. 
I mean, I guess it makes sense why people made kits of them or replicas of them because they were so easy to kind of yeah. like not necessarily interchange parts, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was just a simple thing to do. So you also haven't seen a uh, a person that passes off their kit car as an as a natural car. No. I've seen people behave as though it's real. Yeah. But I've never actually had seen somebody like, yeah, this is real and try to, you know, do to somebody. lie about it. No. I've never seen anybody do that with a car. I've seen somebody do that with a with a motorcycle once so. Oh really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and it actually just happened again the other oh, day. Oh gosh. Shop. What happened? Uh, some guy came and said he built this electric motorcycle all from scratch and it's like clearly some retrofitted I don't know what, but anyways, yeah, we had it. another guy tell us at a bike show one time that he he basically rebranded a Hyosung street bike as a DeLorean and then like what? went on TV because we were doing TV interviews yeah. as part of this whole event, went on TV and straight up told people oh. that he had built this thing single-handedly in no, his kitchen. Oh, no. And not only that, he misrepresented the entire thing. Like mild steel chassis, told everybody it was titanium. <laughs> Like all this stuff and this yeah. was like oh, a box no. stock high sung street bike like oh. 23.99 yeah and he basically what did he do he like chromed the thing put delorean logos on it and straight up tried to tell people that he had built this oh, from gosh. scratch no. in his house in no. his kitchen. Like, it was yeah. insane yeah it was super insulting because we were competing shit. for like basically the best of the best Cana can find Canadian, you need to put it in. Oh, the I, if we can find it, I'll put it in. So it, yeah. check it out on I video. Know. I actually yeah. showed these other guys. Oh, yeah, no. so. yeah. Anyways, that was <laughs> so that was that was that. I've never seen anybody do that with a car. Yeah. But like, as far as like putting the badges and all that stuff on there, I really don't have anything against doing that. Yeah. Personally, as as long as the build quality and everything about that particular build was, you know as perfect to the original as possible you don't have a but problem like with but it? like if you're gonna tell people that it's a legitimate let's say we'll use Countach as the example if you're gonna tell everybody that it was a legitimate Countach, but it actually isn't even though it looks like a perfect one i st i have a problem with that because yeah. that's just lying. that's not right and man. that's just stupid yeah. why would you do that why not just own up to saying this is a kit car that i built, I built yeah and can you even tell the difference? Like, look at it, and like, yeah. and and like, get get the accolades from that yeah, accomplishment rather than lying. <laughs> because I mean, the reality of it is, is the values of these cars are so expensive. Yeah. So it's it's a viable way to like get something like that. Mm -hmm. But we talk about doing so this all no, the time. There's no real <laughs> disgrace in it at all. No. Because you're still going to get a huge amount of time and investment in it. Oh yeah. So even if you're into this thing for a hundred grand, hundred fifty grand, that's pretty admirable. Yeah. <laughs> like because the original ones, like for a long time, it, it didn't make sense to me because you could buy a Countach for a hundred years. Yeah. Because nobody wanted them, and now they're crazy. <laughs> now they're you know half a million, million bucks, depending on what iteration it is. But so it's still a pretty crazy thing to achieve. So I don't know why you would need to take it to the next level and try to dupe anybody. No. No, see, nowadays, I would say, and because we, we all dream about this in the shop, is like, how dope would it be to get like something like a really good quality kit car? Yes. Like a, like a Countach, for example, and modify the shit out of it. 
Like, I want to get one. Like, that'd be so sick. Yes. Like, make it handle, stop, and actually rip. Because we're lucky enough to know a bunch of people that have legitimately owned Coontashes, and not one of them has said that it's an awesome car. (laughs) They're all like, it is horrible. Yeah. It is a horrible car. Wow. But the one common thread with all of them is they bought it when you could buy them right. Yeah. And then they sold them. And in the interim, they've gone crazy. Cause, yeah. So they all regret having sold it, but none of them regret driving it. Driving it. Yeah. <laughs> they all, yeah. you know, they're like, it's sh, but I wish I'd have kept it just because yeah. of the values. So. Yeah. Yeah. The values of those Countaches are insane. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. And you know, like the early Countaches were apparently pretty shit, but then like the, 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 the later iterations like the the quattro valves and shit yeah. like that quattro those ones were supposed to have been like quite significantly amazing to drive um i think matt fair talked pretty in-depthly on what it's like to actually drive a coon which one does he have one of the later ones uh, i think his is like mid-year oh okay like 80s mm. but he had some really valid points about actually driving cars like that that you know most people don't do like yeah. in today's day, most people don't drive them the way they're intended. I mean, we're getting a little off topic right now, but like, anyways, you could take, you could build one now from a kit and have something that drives significant. And that's a smart play yeah. because you get all the aesthetics and everything that it represents, get those, those feelings and use modern stuff and make it something that's actually really good to drive. Who doesn't want to do that? Because I think that's the reality of it. Like that was the whole premise behind the evil Evo is I wanted to build an Evo because the original Evo is not fast. It was fast on the track, but if it, as a street car now, basically everything's going to decimate. Everything. Yeah, when you think about it in comparison. So, like, to build my, like, an Evo that just ripped, that's what I'd love to see in a Countach. Yeah. Because a Countach does not rip. No. <laughs> I mean, it has, like, 300 and something horsepower. It's fast. Though. Yeah. Like, yeah. you can drive it fast, but it doesn't rip. No, no, no. And like, you would not, not be modern, comfortable be, be not doing that. Modern Who would like, do that? Now? Like, flooring it, like, taking it to red line and, yeah, like, like, taking it through corners. I would be terrified of well, doing that. Well, the value of the car is too high. Yeah, not you, just you the just value. Don't. It's, it's an old car. Like, if yeah. things are not built now the way they were built, I mean, you can say that in a lot of different ways. But I feel like... It is still like the new Lambos are a lot better drivers than the classic Lambos. Yeah. Like just a driving dynamic standpoint. Yeah, but yeah. you look at that Huracan, and a Huracan does everything as your 15 year old boy mind thinks it should do. Yes. <laughs> you can peel the tires off of it, you can do donuts, you can drift it, you can rip. You can't do that in Coon Cash. <laughs> no. <laughs> that, it does not live up to your Hot Wheels standards. No, man. not at all. Testa Rosa, same thing. You'd be lucky if you could spin the tires in that thing. <laughs> true. I mean, you can pretty, you can spin it. Quite you can true. spin it, but you're buying a clutch. Yeah, that's right? true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, about the, the cost of maintenance and ownership yeah. of those original cars almost turns you off if, you, if you're not a person yeah. that has a million like 100 million dollars in the bank or something yeah um and so i feel like that would be why i would love to build a kit car or like yeah. something of that form and just make it as good as it can and just look like the car itself yeah. in question so if you guys could build any we've already talked about the lambo the if you guys could build any car in history and Kuntash. make it a countach yeah. that's it it's coming that's it. Just waiting. 
Really? We've dabbled a couple of times, but if, if we just, were in a better position I'm a couple space, of months ago, we would have bought, bought that one really? that came up. Oh, yeah, because one did come up, and we were like, oh, this and is so so perfect make, for us. Makes sense. Oh no, it's just a little bit ways away. Yeah, did it sell? You look at that. Yeah, you look at that <gasps> Lucifer built one, and it's like so cool. It's almost there, but there's so much left. Yeah, yeah. because even that thing's sorry, it's a pile of shit. <laughs> like the aesthetics and the things that they did to it is kind of where my mind goes. Like I can get behind that, but the fact that it's got some clapped out 305 or, or 305, yeah, and all those types of things. Was it like, the one that was at SEMA? Yeah. Mm. So it's like they spend too much time on aesthetic. Like I would have immediately ripped that out by LS in it. Oh yeah, because it has to run and drive the way it looks. True. Maybe they'll like do it, that in the future. It needs but. to perform the way yeah. it looks. It looked good though. Like That's just seeing it on pictures. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, you have to have the visual and at the least the sound yeah. need to they need to be balanced. Mm. They have to they have to be there. So like if nothing else, when you're like at a red light or whatever, and some like kid or somebody is like, yo, man, thumbs up, yeah, rap If you <laughs> and you're like bah, bah, and then it's like shooting fire and shit. Heck yeah, you man. You can still do that to a 350. Oh, yeah, but it's a turd, man. <laughs> yeah, but they did. So they, missed, they missed the mark on yeah. that completely. Really? Like you pop the hood and it's got a big distributor nah. with some cheap ass Taylor wires just all spaghettied over the top. That's not cool, man. Yeah. Nah, man, it works, but it's not, it's not cool. It'll get you there and get you home, but it's like it's not what it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. That's just fake. It's all hype. Like, True. If, you, if we're not all pushing towards fucking making some shit, cool then you're failing true <laughs> yeah so they're I, halfway there but i thought you were saying you like the what's it called is it the ferrari p4 yeah yeah mm. so you but wouldn't see, do that's, that that's to the it? opposite end of the spectrum like i'm watching these guys hand form aluminum bodies putting testarossa flat 12s in them <gasps> which are going to probably be better than what originally was in that car. Yeah, yeah. and then the level that these guys are taking it to them these are like half million three quarter of a million dollar replicas and they're amazing yeah like absolutely amazing but that's the way the other end so that's yeah. like yeah i don't even know how to describe that like yeah. that is everything i would dream to do yeah like yeah. you're taking that chassis and that platform and making it better than it ever was yeah see that's that's the i mean and that stuff's been going on since cars began like sort of coach building bespoke you know one-off ish sort of models yeah. that's, that's that's the like, ultimate very version of that's like a tribute the ultimate tribute so that's a whole different class of enthusiasts coming into the game as opposed to just trying to cheat it and get just the look mm -hmm. these guys are they yeah. hand form like it's insane like mm -hmm. you guys should check out the facebook groups I, yeah. I forgot what it's called like some of them are absolute works of art fiber not fiberglass like still yeah like the hand like the metal and the aluminum yeah. and the way they shape it i'm like you guys yeah. are insane yeah it's, it's and i can say that a lot of those cars that i'm seeing are nicer than the originals yeah because we that went is the, safe to say we went to the ferrari factory and we looked at a lot of that stuff and it was like kind of one of those meet your heroes kind of deals because oh. like their welding was f terrible <laughs> like, and the panels forming was like they're different from side to side like they're yeah. one off like yeah. they look amazing but they could be a half inch from side to side but you half look at inch 
yeah, they, dude, oh they're hand gosh. forming these things with ballots and, and a tree yeah. stump. So yeah. it's like it's amazing, and the aesthetic, like from ten feet away, it's beautiful. Like it's crazy what they've done. But like the race cars, that shit is lumpy as shit. Yeah, they just bang that out and got it on the track. Yeah, and then you look at the welds; it looks like they welded it with a coat hanger. <laughs> yeah, but then you look at the engine and the castings. And what they did and created in that time, it's like a work of art. Yeah, really it is. So he was like 100% an engine builder. Yeah. Wow. Whereas the body was just like... Second thought. It's, yeah, it's, it's just, secondary for sure. Yeah. Like just put a skin on it, let's go. You know? So yeah, that's that's one of those kind of things. So nowadays, like we're, we're all sort of like inundated every day with like amazing build quality nowadays is freaking insane There's so many talented people so like people out there are are they have like these these they all had we all had posters on the wall i would say most of us did and like who doesn't want that so if you had the skill set would you not try to create that yes heck yeah you would 100 and of course yeah. you're not it, you're, we're not manufacturing it right so we don't have to we're not we don't have to Make build it, to a schedule yeah, for the next guy. No, we're just doing it for our own creative outlet, the passion of what it is. So it's going to be a hundred times nicer than the OG one ever was. Yeah, because so, it was built for a purpose yeah. and on a timeline. Right. Whereas That's the stuff true. now is like, man, some of these guys are so talented, and then now you get the opportunity to add in like stuff that we're dabbling in: three D scanning, three mm. D models, and all this type of stuff an opportunity to make a buck from a 3d scan so that now blows my mind you have an absolutely perfect like they've created software that'll make you a buck so then you just see and see out all your plywood and start making a body oh my god so gosh. now you have these perfect bodies that were nicer than they ever were mm -hmm. and then you get to add in modern technology and you can actually go drive this thing yeah so yeah so Not cheap right. but yeah and so like i think like yeah th talking about the money part of it none of it's cheap it's never going to be cheap it's always going to cost significantly more like you take the factory five one it's going to be the other side double or triple a lot of these things now because of the level that they're being built at and people are going to bitch because some of the numbers we quote are crazy but this is reality yep like we actually you see it we live in this world some of these numbers are crazy <laughs> But you're starting to see that the time and effort into some of these, we'll call them recreations instead of replicas, they're getting real money at the back end. Yeah. Like the amount of time and effort that they're putting into it, you're seeing some of these cars sell for like a million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Which is insane. insane. As, a, as a recreation, like traditionally, kit cars were like 10 grand. Yeah. But now you're getting guys that are building real crazy things and they're getting real money for them. Mm -hmm, I'm mm -hmm. seeing hand formed bodies sell for like hundred, hundred fifty thousand dollars. Like the guy will just form the body and it's this beautiful wow. hand formed aluminum thing. And I'm just like, man, I wish I could afford that. I know I would be. It's the same for me. I'm just like, F I want that like desperately. And it's like some of it is so like this is I don't know pick a country it's like some guy in the Ukraine that's just poured his heart and soul into this thing to make it whatever and then yeah you just they sell it whereas here you can't do it like yeah you have too we many done, the thing would be like 300 grand <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah this guy spent like oh I spent seven years making this 
give me 75,000. And it's just like, man, I want to put that thing in a box and send it over here. <laughs> yeah. Like, I know there's this, speaking of like somewhere in the Ukraine, but um, I'm, uh, what's it called? Um, there's these guys on YouTube that make, they make like replica supercars out of literally nothing. Oh, like the, thai, the, the Thailand, Thailand or something. Thailand? I've seen oh a few videos. Oh my God, I think thai. it's called NHETTV or whatever. Like it is insane. They literally start with clay and then they mold, they like- Yeah, but they're starting with river clay. That's insane. They're not buying bricks of it like true, we do. True, true, yeah, they're yeah. Literally they just go get the clay from the yeah. river. <laughs> and then they make these things out of wireframe clay and insane. build Bugattis and build, and oh my God. And some of their things, like they've done the Bugatti Chiron, they've done the Ferrari. And it's interesting too, to see the progress where they've come from because some of their early stuff looks not very good. But like as they've gotten better, like it is mind blowing. But then you see the some engines. of that stuff is like it's got a 650 motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or front wheel drive yeah, Toyota yeah. Uh, motor. But that's what they have available to I've them. I've seen so. one where it had pedals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, but I feel but like, like I almost give them the passing. Like I almost like, ah, eh, it's fine in that respect. Because again, that's all they can afford. That's yeah. what's available. That's available, right? So. Like I, I, I watch those videos and I, I just fall into a trance watching yeah. this shit. Cause like mad respect to anybody that puts the amount of effort into making something like that. Like yeah. to, to get to completion on something like that Blows is such a, an amazing amount of so, commitment. That means you have no excuse. Seriously. Yeah. I watched a guy make his daughter a whole Ferrari out of like wood. Yeah. <laughs> it was like hand sanding and shaping and lacquered this thing. It Insane. looked amazing. And it yeah. was, yeah, like a car battery and some old scooter motor. And she's, wow. But I mean, it took this guy probably half a year to do this. Yeah, or longer. And then you can't put window stripping in your car. True. Come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, watching those videos puts things into perspective. And I'm yeah. like, wow, I'm like, I'm lazy as fuck. Yeah, I got to exactly. pick it up, man. <laughs> shit. Oh, my God. That's like so that awesome. TikTok. It's like, if you want to have nice shit and you don't have any money, you got to make, <laughs> make it. Make it. Yeah. That's those guys. Yeah. yeah. 100%. Yeah. Like, Pretty awesome. But yeah, it's, I just wonder how they're exposed to that kind of stuff. I know. Because like, even here, like a Bugatti is like, that's a completely different realm. Yeah. <laughs> but if you're walking around on like recycled car tire sandals and you're building a Bugatti, that's I know. like, Bl the disconnect is insane. Like yeah, it's the, crazy. So yeah, I don't get that part of it because like, we see supercars every day. They don't see supercars At all, ever. Ever, yeah. They got dirt roads and like, they're just gonna whip up a Bugatti, like <laughs> mind-bending, like absolutely mind-bending. Pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can respect that shit fucking yes. deeply. Those guys are amazing. I think anything else before we, uh, I feel like we've covered mm -hmm. a massive like gamut of things. Like it's so much we've, we've talked about, kit cars, replicas, tributes, uh, one car we haven't talked about. What are we? the i don't know what to classify this as but what are we doing to the delahaye because oh. i know it has a factory delahaye chassis if i'm not mistaken yeah chassis drivetrain yeah and then but we're building a body for it right? yes so it originally came with a body uh well this one's kind of debatable because this was actually like their test mule okay so this one in its sort of its lifespan could have had three or four different versions of a body on it. Oh, okay. So, like, that's kind of a thing. Like, in this era of car, we, we've we done Bentleys and 
Aston Martins and all that kind of stuff. And that's each car was sent to a different coach builder. So you bought a chassis. Oh, yes. You didn't buy yep. a finished car. You bought a chassis, you sent it to a coach builder. So each respective coach builder did everything a little bit different. Mm. But it was within that era. So by our today's standards, we kind of almost have to dumb it down a little bit to stay on what the aesthetic of that time was. So each one's a little bit different. Yeah. So there's really no documented version of exactly what it needs to be. So like these Corvette guys, these guys are a whole different breed. It's like, no, we need to have the little pink pen mark on this bolt. And we need this. And this guy named Doug worked on the Friday afternoon shift and he did this. Mm -hmm. Whereas the Delahaye, it could have went to anybody. Yeah. Could have went to a blacksmith and he hammered out some brackets and slapped it on there. So it's like, mm -hmm. You have a lot more freedom to oh, create. Wow. So it's not near as structured and stiff as what you think a car of that level would, would be. be held to. Yeah. Would be held to, yeah. <laughs> because everyone's different. Yeah, yeah, Literally every single car is different. That is so cool. And it's like in that era, so much of it is like, was tested on the chassis. So like, oh, we have a new steering box. Put it in this car. So there's like 40 of the chassis. Every one has like a different version Iteration of, of the this, steering yeah. box until it progressed to the end until maybe they changed chassis mm -hmm. design so it's like it's not fixed every car is totally different mm -hmm. so. yeah so for us in the shop with you know today's tech and build uh materials it's our challenges to recreate you know the things that were you know in that car in sort of the same kind of manner that they were done in that time so that's that's a challenge for us so we almost can't make it too nice so That's you almost crazy. have to do things the same as the way they would have done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, it'll be too nice. Too and then it'll be very <laughs> obvious that it was, you know, okay. Oh, shoot. So it's that considered then a rebody? Or what would you even classify that as? Mm. more or less a restoration. Mm. But yeah. like that particular one, because we have some freedom in the final look of it, because it could have been so many different ways. And there were so different, many different versions of that exact same chassis. Yeah. So there's no wrong version of it. Like one year it might have had this nose on it and this tail. The next year it'd have a different tail, maybe the same nose. We changed the hood a bit, and there were different fenders. Mm. We had this kind of fender and then that over fender. So we can literally do whatever we want. There's no really fixed version of it. Mm -hmm. Whereas you look at like the the Bentley, the 31 Bentley, they were all kind of the same but the way they were executed was by different craftsmen, I guess. So there'd be little different versions of how a very specific thing was created. But ultimately at the end, they all looked the same. Yeah. So like, yeah, they're hanging a specific fender, but this guy made the bracket this way, this guy made the bracket that way. So there's no, you can basically make the bracket any way you want, as long as it's kind of done in that era. Mm -hmm. You're not gonna start TIG welding stuff and machining mounts and all that kind of stuff is kind of rudimentary mm -hmm. it's so crazy so yeah. yeah it's a different way of going about it for sure right <laughs> so it's it's, so it's 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 hard does that put uh uh what's it called a muff not muffler but does that inspire you like your creativity or does it do the opposite of like oh you have to work with certain restrictions that you had i think a little have. bit of both like i would say both because you have to be creative about how you approach how you're going to recreate it in the way that they did it, which it goes against. Like, I mean, we have modern tooling and manufacturing ways now that are significantly more 
refined and precise yeah. now. And and you can't throw a piece of CNC billet onto a fucking an old, you know, prototype Delahaye race car. Yeah, like I think if you watch like Jay Leno's garage, you watch his restoration blog, like when the cars were built in that time, labor was cheap and technology is expensive. Now we're the opposite. Technology is cheap and labor is expensive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like you look at some of those parts and pieces on it and they're just so massively labor intensive and you look at them and you're like, man, how did they create this almost a hundred years ago? Wow. But at the time the guy was making, what, 25 cents an hour? Mm -hmm. So if it took him four months to make it, it's like you're into this thing for like 32 bucks. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and like the car was like maybe 8,000 bucks because it was like crazy high end. Yeah, yeah. Whereas now you you try to recreate it on a CNC machine and you do all these things, you're going to get thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 in to try to recreate this thing because you've got to machine it and then you got to backdate it. Yeah. So what, either you're dimpling it to make it look like it's cast or so doing some kind of, you know, <laughs> chemical process on wow. it to, you know, degrade it in some way so that it's on, it's wild. It's that completely so different interesting. world. Yeah. But some of the stuff that you do, like what it would cost to do now is insane. Like you look at it and you're like, man, I can CNC machine this for you know, three grand, yeah. or we got to produce a mold, cast it, do all these different things. It's going to be twenty, thirty thousand $30,000. Yeah. Which I mean, and that has its place and that's the route that you have to go in some, in some instances, but yeah. So we're lucky that we can do that now. Yeah. Yeah. We can, we can scan, let's say if, if that car had like some sort of broken part that was like irreplaceable, like some cast piece, scan it, model it, you know, print a mold from it, Make a, ma- make a make a sand cast from it, pull a, pull a casting out of it, recreate it, you're done. I think the attitude in that whole world is changing a little bit. How so? Like, you got Goodwood Festival of Steve. Oh, you yeah. You have all these vintage races. And, like, I think the reality of what it takes to use these cars and race these cars and drive these cars, there's a lot more leniency towards parts that work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, if you have to make something and then maybe it's not perfect and it's not original and it's not whatever, they give you leniency because they'd rather see the car going down the road. Yes, where yeah. There was a period of time where it was like, nope, that's nope, not original. That's yeah, not original. Yeah, yeah. Get out of here, like blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It doesn't have the part number. It doesn't have this casting. It doesn't have this little thing. Whereas now it's like they're giving more leniency and there's more appreciation to seeing the cars work and drive. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, this is what I had to do to make the car go down the road. They're like, cool. That's sweet. We're just happy to see it move. Yeah. Yeah, just to see it function. And that's that's kind of cool to see. Whereas that pretentiousness that was like, I'd say probably in the 90s, yeah. where you heard like, well, you had to get a hold of some yeah. guy and who knows where. Yeah. Like, he's the only guy <laughs> yeah. and he has the papers from the thing. And if you don't get his little stamp of approval, your car isn't worth shit. Yeah. yeah. Like now, it's like, I don't care. I'm driving my car. Yeah. So yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, that's super cool. Even to with see muscle now. cars and all that kind of stuff, you're starting to see it now. Like people don't care. No. I don't care if the numbers match, man. I just want to rip. Like Yeah. It's an exciting time in the world right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's cool to see all that stuff changing because it's kind of I hope bringing, you know, customs and and classics and things back into like the newer generation of of automotive enthusiasts. I hope I think that the, the whole, whole thing doesn't it reliable die. and making it drivable is there's a resurgence yeah yes this is because even people that associate customs to like junk yeah like look at our customers now these are not people that you think would be building custom cars (laughs) but because they believe that they it's progressed to a level that it's like a reasonable thing now 
and they can have that aesthetic, the reliability, and the performance, they're spending real money on them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we see it all the time. Most of our 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 customer base are people just like that. Like they're not the typical. You're not seeing them at a NW on a cruise night. No. They they don't do that stuff. Mm-hmm. They're just out driving their cars yeah. and enjoying them. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, so you get these 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 kit cars, these recreations and all these things. These these give you an avenue in which to have something that has all the visual cues of something that you always dreamed of having in in a way that, you know, works and functions better than it ever did from the factory and yeah, an actually and a lot of them a lot of them like, you know, my, one of my favorite one of my bucket list cars to build is the is the Daytona, like the Shelby Daytona. Oh, that's a good one. And like, <clears throat> good luck ever seeing one of those things, like an OG, like a fucking actual one driving around. You just probably won't. They are They're so freaking rare. value, millions. I, I don't really know the spec, the Ooh, details, yeah. but like, if you could, if you could drive that a car around, wouldn't you? Yep. And I think you can now. Those cars out there and being seen is, it can't hurt the industry. No. no. It's worth like, so much. No. It's like, it's perfect. If they're yeah. out there doing stuff and being seen and kids are seeing them and all that kind of stuff, it's going to be, it can do nothing but help us. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So, I fully support it, but just do it well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think that's just it. Just, I, I think if you're going to do it, go into it knowing that the, the, the end 10% is going to be where 90% of your effort is. Yes. That's going to and, be what makes it. And it is. Yeah. that is literally what is going to make or break the potential and the enjoyment of this project. And that applies to pretty much any car. Mm-hmm. Anything that you see where it's like the difference between something that's really nice and something that's junk is wiring and plumbing. Yeah. yeah. It's like that last 10%. Yeah. I don't care what else you did to your car. You pop the hood and it's just a shit show under there. I'm going to assume the rest of the car is junk too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's those cars. It's like, you know, we talk about it all the time. Like if you get in and this thing looks amazing and you get in and it's rattling and there's wind noise and nothing functions. And there's spaghetti everywhere. Yeah, spaghetti everywhere. Yeah. That just takes away from it. And yeah. That's what hurts the industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I think yeah. people need to start putting more value on that part of it. Yeah. Like they need to put that into their equation. Like, this is going to cost this much, this is going to cost this much, instead of just the broad strokes, like, buy an LS, buy a kit, buy wheels. <laughs> Dunzo. <We're all> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> couple yeah. hours every Sunday yeah. afternoon. Fuck. We're going to you know? rip. Yeah. A couple awesome. beers. Yeah. Awesome. I think there's too much beers in kick. <laughs> yeah. I think beers more. should come out at the end yeah. of the work you day, the beers out not to the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, obviously, you never did say what car you would want to build. Ooh, I would love a to do a Porsche 917. Uh, I, I always mean, loved the way they that look. That one falls man. deep in the performance side, though. Oh. Man. You can't come up short on that yeah. one. No, just LS yeah. it, man. Flat 12. Well, yeah, so nah. you, could, you could LS it. You, LS. Would have the, you would have performance, but would you have the sound? Oh, I don't care about the sound. I just want... It looks great. It goes fast. It looks great. It goes fast. It sounds good. LSs sound good. You can make make maybe put like an X-pipe in there. Yeah. Uh, Equal-length headers, maybe? You put a nice 8 into one with equal-length Yeah, exactly. 
Exactly. And you would oh, have a glorious sounding engine. That's something I got to show both of you. I okay. Rob will appreciate that. Falls right into this whole thing. Oh. I took a picture specifically. So a 917 Porsche Elvis yes. is like Look track this. specific, you know? Oh, sh. Oh, what is that? That is nice. 180 degree That's 180 degree oh gosh. That's a work of art. Yo, right hold on. I'm going to take this to the screen. I'll just put it on the, on the video. If you're watching this on video, watch. Look at this. Nice. Yes. Oh, dude. So, so years ago, I came across an image very much like that, and that was like what fired me up, and that's why I was like, I gotta have 180 degree headers on my Datsun. Yes. You know. So that's that the only cool. way you can put an LS in a and make it sound even remotely like yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. So, so just to geek out for a moment, 180 degree headers on a V8. Most people don't know this, but you need to go 180 degree into s separate primaries that then Y into a single. Oh, really? That's what gives it the exotic sound. It sounds so good. Right? If you go just straight, you know, duels, you won't, you'll miss the mark on that exotic sound. Hmm. So. Yes. Ford GT40. Keep that note. Oh, it has the, it does that? Oh, okay. That's very good to know. But on top, which is crazy. Yeah, I mean, and it's so sick. So, so, so sick. You know, the, the, the spaghetti. Big pile of snakes. Yeah. <laughs> the big pile of snakes. So yeah. Yeah. So, so cool. if you're going to do it, do it right. And yeah. you will you will balance out in every way. Aesthetics, yeah. performance, sound. You know, you'll be catching vibes, man. That'd be a dope car, 917. Yes. Hard to imagine that thing driving on the street, though, because of ride height. Oh, yeah. It's going to be awesome. Just kind of like, Scraping you know, when, when you're talking about the P4, I mean, you're talking specific track cars. Yeah. Ride height on the street, that's going to be a problem. Yeah, we'll figure it out when we get to it. But it's there's fine. ways around that now, too. So there's ways around that. Yes. Awesome. Wait. I think that's it. We will see you guys next week. Let us know what you guys think about kit cars or replicas or clones or recreations, all of the above. And uh, like this video, if, give it a thumbs up if you liked it. Uh, give it five stars on podcasts, whatever podcast platform you're listening to. And we will see you guys next week. Bye.